The Red Rum Theater, Episode 32, The Godfather, Act 2. movies we love movies we were raised by movies we are host Ernesto Alanis and Antonio Marino and every week we look at one of the movies that help raise us up Talk about how that movie raises right and raises wrong today we continue talking about the movie The Godfather and how it taught us to restrain our anger and to back our family to the grave so welcome back to The Godfather we are we're here here we are Two weeks, the only time we've done this, isn't it? Doing one movie over the... Well, it's the only time we did a three-hour movie. It's true. And I don't know if any other movie's going to get this kind of treatment. I don't know if any other movie's going to have this much happen in a three-hour period. Someday we're going to do Godfather Part 2, it's going to get more than one. As long as we never even touch Part 3. Never. Well, the first hour, I like the first hour, but the next two... Whenever Sofia Coppola comes on the screen, the movie goes... She's the worst actress I've ever seen. Dang, Gina... She, I mean, it's it's the director's daughter, and she comes in and just ruins that whole movie, dude. If you had a good actress, it movie wouldn't be it wouldn't be it'd be watchable. You know whose whose daughter is incredible? Yeah, uh, Bryce Dallas. Yes, she is. Holy smokes, is she an awesome actress? Even she can run in heels, dude. She's bad to the bone. And she's okay to look at too, boy. <laughs> she played a good blind girl. She did. Okay, we're off. We're off. I don't know what's happening right now. Okay, we're in the wait. We're doing Act Two of The Godfather. So we're doing. All right, we're gonna blame Ernesto for messing up last okay, week. Okay, hold on, before we get there. <laughs> before we get there, we are going from the assassination assassination attempt. <laughs> it's a hard word for me, dude. What assassination? Yes, the assassination attempt of Don. Vito. The assassination attempt of Anne Frank. Dude, you can't say that. <laughs> um, of Don Vito all the way to the successful assassination of Don Santino. Of my homie. He's my favorite. I know he is. By far my favorite. Now, we were wrong last week. I got, I got, I got literally five texts telling us we were wrong. Listen, honestly... I've watched The Godfather probably 15, 20 times. I've seen The Godfather Part 2 three times. They don't, yeah, they don't really tell you. No. You see it in Part 2. They show you when the kid's getting born. You get to watch that. And the line that Fredo says that you always quote, <laughs> like they say, <laughs> what does he say? He goes, I forget how he says it, but I know he says I'm smart. I'm smart? <laughs> Not like everyone says. <laughs> He's such a dork, man. But uh, so um, (laughs) so he says in that line, he says in that scene, he says, "I was stepped over." Santino is the firstborn, then Fredo, and then Michael. Fredo is not angry until he's stepped over. Yeah, because it because it could. Fredo's happy just being. Initially, because he's he's middle brother, he's in the room. But when Santino dies, it should have been his shot, and they don't give him the shot. Heck no, because he's the reason his dad got shot. Now, 
So what happens in this, this section of the film? So in this section okay, of the film... Okay, where are we starting? We're starting with the assassination or the attempt of okay, Don Vito. So, so, so Brando just gets shot. He gets shot. And no one knows what happened Man, at first. Man, this is crazy. And again, I'm watching this movie for the first time, and I am confused. I assume the whole movie is Brando the man. But he's all of a sudden knocked down, and Sonny becomes a Don. And really, the movie is Don Vito, Don Santino, and then Don Michael. So there's three, three parts of this Don film. Don Michael Montgomery. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> Don Santino used to get, so we'll go get to him. So the film, he's been shot. He's not dead. And no one, you don't know that. Even the guy, what's his name? Salazzo. He's like, five times in the back. He was pissed. Unlucky for me and unlucky for you. Dude, he's, Salazzo has him shot. And Salazzo wants the Godfather still dead. Yes. He's going to go after him more than once. Because in his mind, getting the Godfather off the table is what he needs in order to get the Corleone family's power behind him. Um, So Salazzo's pushing against the Corleone family. And uh, he becomes untouchable because Salazzo, his bodyguard, is a police captain. That's insane. So it's a brilliant An move. old, miserable mug. Dude, and this guy, because... So mean. You can't touch a cop. That's, the, he's, that's what Hagen says. No one's ever shot a, 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 a police captain. No one's ever done it. Like, he's like, we do it. Everyone's against us. Our political power runs from the hills. We Hagen, are alone. Hagen? Duval. Okay, yeah. The consul consigliere, he says, we can't do this thing. But Michael has a plan. Michael's plan is to take... When he throws it out there, they're like laughing at they, him. They laugh at him. He tells Call him... Call him a college boy. Dude, where does he go? Clemenza starts laughing. Then Santino, then Tessio. But yeah. Hagen doesn't laugh. Hagen just sits there like, that's a good idea. And Michael has to tell him, listen, we'll put the... This is not a normal cop. This is a cop who's involved in drugs. We got friends. A dishonest cop. We got friends with the paper, don't we? They might like a story like that. They just might. Yeah, Hagen, it's with them. Yeah, dude. Um, and, uh, but what, is, uh, what does Santino say? He goes, what are you going to do? This is like at the army. You can't shoot for a mile away. You know, right to him. You got to shoot him in the head and get his butt under Ivy League shoes. Like, just, Dang. dude, I mean, Santino has very little respect for Michael. And you see that. When they're but but he it's his little brother he's worried about him he he, he loves he him. loves him but when they remember I, what he tells him two shots in the head you can't you got to be careful or you got you got to be sure you got to shoot him twice in the head sneaking um twice in the head Jeez. Michael comes home once the Don is shot he comes home to be with the family and when they're hanging out and he tries to talk Santino tells him to be quiet like he's like you're you're a civilian you don't know what this is like just be quiet and he be he holds Michael back like he's a nothing. He's like, you're a, almost like you chose a different life than us. You don't get to have an opinion about this. Um, but Michael does it. And we'll go with this a little later. Michael takes out the captain and Salazzo. Insane. We'll get to that. It's, it's a great American scene. That's a great then Italian you have scene. This whole section in Italy, where Michael has to be far away in order to be safe, because the police want him, the mob want him, everyone wants him. He's got to be in Italy and just hide for a long time while this all blows over. And that section of the movie, I love Italy. People say it slows down too much. It's, it's a very important scene, like part. It's almost like Michael's last chance to be human, to be a normal person, to have happiness and joy, because that gets cut out of him. Yeah. And once that's gone, he never looks back. 
not till the end of part three does he look back. From this moment until that, his emotions are going to be held like in check. He's an unfeeling, he's a brutal man, dude. But um, he goes to Italy, makes a life for himself, finds a wife. And you see that all play out while Santino is at war with the Tatalia family. Making moves, dude. Making big moves. Has Bruno killed the son of uh, Tatalia? That's crazy. And uh, he wants all out war. Hit him at four in the morning, like, dang. He wants. This looks like a fortress in here. Yes, it does. Now, some cast members. So so this is well. So the story. uh, Let me get you some more story. So, Italy. Santino's fighting the fight. The Don comes home. Don Vito comes home, but he's still too weak to be the Don. So Santino is still in charge. And Santino, like, sneaking, Salazzo wants to sit down. And Hagen says, listen, Salazzo says, no revenge for the Tatalia murder. We'll call it, you know, we'll call it even up for shooting the Don. Let's sit down, make the deal. And Santino wants nothing. He wants to go to war. He wants to fight everybody. They have no money. They, it, it's crazy in the streets, but he doesn't care because he wants to fight. He, he wants revenge. He wants he, he wants the Turk dead. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care about Tatalia. He doesn't care about any of the other five families. He wants the Turk, the one who shot his father, because Hagen tells him what? It's not personal. It's, it's business. business. Yep. And he says, it's business to you. He wasn't your father. Yeah. And Hagen tells him. I was just as much a son to him as you or Michael. Dude, and he just goes, Arr. and he leaves Fredo out. Like, it, they always, you or dude. Michael. <laughs> it's so sorry, dude, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, um Fredo's like, uh, Dave Chappelle on Undercover Brother. What the F? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Santino, you see he's got a temper on him. And you see it finally unleashed. Well, you see, like when Clemenza comes and Santino's at home, right after the assassination happens, the attempt, and Clemen- fat, fat Clemenza comes in, he's like, what did you hear? He goes, they don't know, they think he might be dead. Where did you your father's dead? And he grabs his own guy, yeah. puts him against the wall, he's like, whoa, calm down, calm down. Yeah. Like he's a, he's a put his hands on you. Like overly aggressive. Like I don't, I don't want a guy touching me. Like the way he touches Michael sometimes with his in his hands, his, his fingers in Michael's face, but grabbing his he just. Yeah. He just is this aggressive, in your face, angry person. Um, but uh, there comes a point where Connie marries this guy. Remember when they were eating dinner? He tells her to shut and up. She's like, Pop never talked business at the table. And, then, and he tells her, "Shut up, shut a dude." He gets and so Con is like, you "Tell my wife again to shut up. Tell her, don't ever tell her to shut up again, or I'll." And then the mom tells Santino, "Don't interfere." Yeah, which is what moms do. Like, yes, they do. Like it's these, none of your business. It's their marriage. Exactly. And the funny part is, though, is he's like, uh, "Pop never told. Pop never talked business at the table." And then the dude freaks out, and then he starts trying to talk business, and then Sonny goes. We don't talk business at the table. <laughs> I'm like, dang! <laughs> it's really funny. But he goes over the house one day and finds her bruised and battered. Oh, man. She don't even want to look at him. He comes like, what's the matter? Let me look. It was my fault! And I hate women say that stuff, dude. Dude. It was my fault. I hit him first. She, her face was a mess. Cheek was swollen. I was yeah, blackened. Yeah, down, dude. 
And dude, he bites his own hand. He, dude, he don't even. Dude, that and she's, is and amazing. And she's grabbing him like, "Don't kill him." And he goes, "What am I gonna do? Make this baby, uh, make this baby uh, orphan before he's before he's even born?" Like he tried to. And he's smiling at her. Put her at ease. Like where is he? So he, dude. Then you cut to uh, the son-in-law. Um, Car is it Carlo? Um, Car Carlo or Carmo? It's Carlo. Carlo, and uh, he's out, and uh, um, Steakin. He's just on up, uh, a hanging on the block, dude. dude some, on the stoop, dude. Hanging he, with the boys. And with those guys, he's the big dog because he's with the family. Yeah, he's in that. Little, he married in, dude. So he's everything. He's awesome, even though he's nobody in the family. He's nobody. He's there in that suit, that like leisure ugly. What boot was suit. he wearing, it's dude? It's an ugly suit. And when dude, when that car pulls up and Sonny gets out. Dude, he, he freaks. Starts, he knows. He knows why he's there, and he is running, dude. And Sonny doesn't have one of his guys do it. He wants oh, it. Oh, he, yeah. He, he barges in there. And they're at war. He shouldn't be out in the street doing what he's doing. He doesn't give a rip. He charged in there, and he, with his own hands, puts a beating on his own brother-in-law. And he knows why he's there. The look of it's fear, amazing, dude. dude. And he beats the tar out of him out in the street. And everyone just watches. No one can touch him because he has boys with them. And he, I mean, it's such a savage beatdown. At one point, he bites, he bites Carlos' hand, dude. Oh, yeah, because well, he, he won't let go of the rail. He tried to pull off the rail because he wants to get good stomps on him, and he won't <laughs> let go. So he's just biting on his hand, dude. Slamming him with trash cans, dude. It is a, it is a real beating in the middle of the it's street. It's a nasty beatdown, man. And what's sad is his enemies use it against him. His enemies use it against him because later on he calls, and his, the, the, the the daughter calls, the the yeah Connie calls the house and she's crying. So he answers the phone. He's like, "You stay there. You stay there." He runs to his car. Why did oh she calls after he beats her down? Remember he's with that, he's like, "You spoiled brat." Yep. He pulls that belt, dude. Now clean it up. Oh, dude, because she's being crazy. Yeah, losing Italian temper, psycho. And she that, is being nuts. And when he runs out to go and beat his his son, his brother-in-law up, is when he gets assassinated. And we get to we'll talk about that scene in its fullness later. Now, some cast stuff. First, some new characters in this next section. You got Sterling Hayden as Captain McCluskey. He is this old grizzled cop. Mean. And he is a mug. good actor. Yeah. This guy was in the movie Doctor Strangelove, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick's this crazy, is man. one of my favorite Kubrick films, and he plays a general named General Jack D. Ripper. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. And he's this crazy general, dude. He's a great character in that movie, dude. Great character. It's a real character actor. They bring him for a small role. He's awesome. Then you have Salazzo, played by a guy named Al Letterari. It's an Italian name. And this is a bad guy. He plays, uh, this guy was in a lot of 70s uh, villains. He was the bad guy in Mr. Majestic against Tony Bronson. It's like, it's Mr. Majestic. It's a bunch of Charlie That's Bronson. That's hilarious. I'm mother effing Charlie Bronson. <laughs> Mr. Majestic. Um, he also was the bad guy against Steve McQueen in the original Getaway. He's under some old school movies, so He was the dude. villain in some really good old school films. Because I'm real, this guy faced Steve McQueen. He faced Steakin, um Charlie Bronson. And he faced Steakin... Don Vito. This guy, he faced this guy had Jeez. some great, great good guys he faced off in his life, dude. He's old school. Dude, Salazzo. So Salazzo was a great actor. Now, here's the question. 
James Kahn as Santino, he gets to shine in this middle section. He's your favorite character, but what do you think of him as a Don? How do you, think, do you think he's a good Don or not? Bad for the family, dude. He's a bad Don, he's just, dude. He's just, he's a loose cannon. Which one's Salazzo? Salazzo is the one who sold the drugs. He's a Turk. I hate Salazzo. I hate Salazzo. He, Salazzo's a Turk name? That sounds Italian. It does. I don't know. They call him a Turk. I don't know. Dude, he's a dog. Sonny would, would number one, he would break the family money-wise, and he would just, he would, it would be suicide, man. He'd, he'd make, he'd kill too many people. He'd make too many enemies. Ma all the enemies in the world. He's all about flexing, dude. He is. And, you know, you see that he is a very passionate man because he's, he's like, even his adultery, like his, his like lust for women, he can't keep it in check uh -uh. At, at the wedding. His wife, his with, wife, with the family yeah, all that's there. Sorry, man. He goes up with a bridesmaid during the wedding to go. To, I mean, just just be cool for one day. Can't do it. Isn't that the wedding when his wife once goes to say something to him, turns around, he's gone, and she he's, knows exactly what's happening. It's so. He's like, why don't you watch the kids? She's like, why don't you watch yourself? And he's like. Look, you look like you stupid B, dude. He's, he's so mad at he is, dude. Um, but so his, you see that he's, his passion. He, during a war, he brings all his guys out to go sleep with that girl. Yeah. Like, well, he, it's yep. crazy. To, like, <laughs> like he, he is, his emotions rule him. Like, things he says to Tom Hagen are unbelievable. During he the, always feels bad, but they come out like venom, man. He's, and he says sorry after, but it's already out there. My dad got so and so, and uh, I got Jalecki. So my dad's lucky, and I have you. Like insane. And dude. Higgin looks hurt, but dude, he it's he goes the wrong way about it, but he's he's right. I want to ask you about that. I think hey, uh, Tom Hagen, because Salazzo sits him down and tells like your boss is dead, you gotta make the peace so the family survives. I think Hagen. Believe Salazzo. And he's trying to get. He's trying to save lives. But he's not helping Sonny. He's no, not back he's, in his he's, play. He's trying. To, he's going against everything Sonny says. Yes. Every single thing he does. That's why Sonny's getting mad. Dang. And I think Hagen's right a lot, but he's got to. Like, You're in the mob, dude. So you got to flex. Sonny, Sonny says. Just do what I say. Like, you're yeah. just like, just do what I say. And you're like, oh, man, because Hagen, he does not work for Salazzo. He's not loyal to Salazzo, but he is, he wants to, he says, they're having a big meeting, and um, Stinkin, Sonny asks him, you know, Tom, what happens if, if the old man, God forbid if the old man dies? He goes, if the old man dies, we lose, we lose most of our political power. We lose this, this, and this. If he dies, you make the deal. Like, he... He's pushing for peace. It's like, Sonny, you make the deal. Like, you make Jeez. the deal with the guy who... Seeking, who killed him. Who killed your father. Make the deal with him. That's crazy. Hagen, I think, is not a good wartime consigliere. He's not at all. He might have been a good consigliere earlier in life, but he's not now. He can't handle it. The, what, what, the transition that's happening, he cannot handle it. Um, Why am I out? Oh, we're talking about do, heartbreak. Do we'll get to that. Dude. And I think that's because of what he, the, because I think Michael sees how he is here. Yeah. It's going to affect what he does later. Now, um, great scenes from this first sec, from this section of the film. 
Three great scenes. First, the hospital scene. Insane. Michael. Talk about cutting the tension with a knife, dude. It's so... The Christmas music's playing. He goes there. So Michael goes it's to see his father. It's reminiscent of stinking gremlins, dude. Dude, he goes to see his father, and there's no protection. There's no police and none of his own people. Because McCluskey had him removed. Yeah. They told the cops to leave, to leave. Like, he, he works for Salazzo. Salazzo's going after his dad one more time. At this point in the film, Michael is still... This is the moment Michael goes from being a civilian to coming into the family. Now, Don Vito, was he all drugged up? Yes. Okay, you can... Yeah. yeah. Um, they move his stretcher. Like he tells that nurse... Man, talk about a stinking... Uh, just shooting fish in a barrel, man. He's just all drugged up, sitting in bed. He's dead. And uh, they move his bed, and you hear someone come up the stairs. And it, it How crazy up. is that, though? Back in the day, those beds were on wheels, and they were just big enough to go right through... You could roll them right through the doorways. Dude... Um, so Enzo shows up, and Enzo, he, Michael's like, who are you? I'm Enzo from the bakery. I'm the bakery. <laughs> and he's like, for your father. Your father. <laughs> he's got the flowers, and then Michael throws him. Get rid of these. <laughs> I'm like, Michael's Dad. like, go outside, wait for me. And they go outside, and he's like, put, he puts his collar up, make him look like he's like a, like, like, like a, a, uh, a mafia. Like a wise guy, yeah. Yep. Puts his collar up, says, put your hand in your pocket, you have a gun. And that car rolls up. And then he tells him, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Because he's freaked. He says, let me help you for your father. He had no idea what he was getting into, dude. And uh, Michael's cool as a cucumber, this dude. This is the scene I know. So the car pulls up. Michael reaches his hat, like in his jacket, like he's a gun, and the car rolls out. And they're all gone. And Michael goes, you did great. And then he tries to light that cigarette. He's shaking so bad. He can't light the the lighter. What is the point of Michael looking at that lighter? I'll tell you. I I saw that too. I'm like, why does the camera... You see Michael staring at his hand for a while. I'll tell you why. Because Enzo, he's a normal human being. And a normal human being in a situation is going to be freaked out. The hands... Did he notice he wasn't freaked out at all? Exactly! Dude, is that when he realized it? I'm a gangster. He looks at his own hand like, Dang, dude, I'm not shaking. I was thinking later on it's going to come out that the baker's a bad guy or something. It's, it's, a, it's a subtle motion. That is incredible. That he looks like, I'm, how did you catch that? I've, seen, I've, seen, I've watched him. I'm like, I always wondered, what is this scene? And I finally on the big screen. Because I said that to you, too. I'm like, why does he stare at that lighter? On the big screen, I'm like, because oh, he, he sees this that guy. He's not shaking at all. He is, this is the civilian, not me. Dang, Gina! And before Michael comes out there to face the, 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 the car down, he tells his dad. I'm with you now. And that's the, and he's. His dad starts crying, dude. That's when he does distance himself from his girlfriend. Yeah. He pushes her away. But that's, that scene. That's that, rowdy. The, the you just blew my mind. That scene with he looks at his own hand, it's, you realize Michael is cool. Michael's cool. Like, he is, he's got a power in him that no one ever saw. Yeah. Probably he, helped that he was in World War II. Legit. So, that's a great scene. That's incredible. Incredible. The next great scene. That poor Baker, dude. dude. For your father. <laughs> oh, S. <laughs> the next great scene is the Salazzo and Kevin McCluskey hit. Wow, dude. Michael's plan is genius. Dude, he tells him. They dog him so bad. So lots of wants Michael because he believes Michael is a civilian. Yeah. And they can talk to him and he could be a good mediator between the family, between Sonny and between Salazzo. 
And Michael says, let's do it. You send me in there, and we'll find out from one of our people where it's at. And you go in there and hide a gun. And I'll go, I'll go find the gun, and I'll kill them both. It's like one of those old-time toilets, you know, with the tank and the <laughs> chain. Dang. I remember first watching this, and that scene is tense. Oh, uh, my. And how about, uh, who was it that tells him? Better yet. Ask if you can go to the Clemenza. Bathroom. Oh, Clemenza oh is, man. He's killed some people. Dude, is Clemenza's he, a G, dude. Clemenza killed Polly in this sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, the cannolis, bro, got me, dude. <laughs> dude. That's so funny. Clemenza. Leave the gun. Grab the cannolis. <laughs> <laughs> Clemenza, I mean, he's the one that trains, trains Michael how to shoot the gun, yep. tells him what to do. They're in the basement just shooting the shooting gun. The wall, like, shooting, the, shooting that sand wall. But he tells him. And what's great, I'll get to that in a little. So he tells him how to go in, what's going to happen, how people react to him. In their oh, mind, he told him straight up, um, don't, don't look at him, but don't look away. Like, Walk drop, fast, yeah. but don't run. Like, he's yeah. trying to tell him how to do it. They're going to they're gonna see you, but they're going to be scared of you. Because in their mind, he's out of his element. They think he, this guy's going to panic. He's gonna, he doesn't understand this life. He never killed anyone. He doesn't get it. So they're trying to tell him how to do everything. They're literally walking through every single step. He's almost like an idiot. And he goes in there, and he plays it cool. And he has to go to the bathroom. He goes in there, and then remember. Who's the one that was saying, talking about the toilet? Tessio tells him about it. He's like, oh, I know this place. Uh, He's the one that ends up turning. Yes, Tessio does turn and on And Clemenza. Stays loyal to the family all the way to Godfather Part 3. Clemenza might as well be the consigliere for this one, dude. Holy crap. I love Fat. You know who loves Fat Clemenza? George. Clemenza's his favorite character. Dude, how (laughs) random is it just showing him in his little bed and his chonies going to sleep? (laughs) He's just... He's just but, uh, a dude, man. He go, the, the the tension of that scene, dude. That is that's rowdy when Sonny grabs Clemenza. Like, what what would you say? Like, He's like, oh, oh yo, calm down, calm down. But um, poor Clemenza, fat Clemenza. <laughs> He's a G, dude. Uh, Pacino, Michael goes into that in that restaurant, and they're talking. And he goes to the bathroom. And he can't find that gun. For sure, sitting there, like watching. Like, too bad I was getting freaked dude, out. The tension of that scene, it just it gets thicker and thicker. And what's awesome is. Michael's so smart, even though everyone gave him the counsel, he plays it his own way. Yep. They, Clemson said, come out of that bathroom, oh, yeah, he come, come blazing. Out blazing, yep. He comes he out. He comes out and sits back down. Do you know no, why? No. Why? He's waiting for the train. He hears the train go by every few minutes. Dang! So he goes dude, out, you were dropping sits down, bombs over Baghdad, and he's dude. waiting for the train because no one outside can hear it. It'll only be heard in the restaurant. Oh. <laughs> so he's letting them talk, and, he's, and you see him thinking through it, looking over his eyes. He's so nervous, dude. It's, 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 and, but dude, he puts those guys down. That's insane. Salazzo in the, and dude, the the captain gets killed, nasty style. The throat, dude. That was then rowdy. the head, yeah. dude, and just. Falls like a ton of bricks on that table. And when he walks out, Clemenza told him, listen, when you walk out, put your hand to your side, let the gun slowly fall out. He doesn't do it. No. He kind of puts a gun up to the side like a wing and almost tosses it. Because he does it his way. Yep. He's like Frank Sinatra, dude. Dude, he is. He is. He is made for this life. He loves it, dude. He's, when he gets to Italy, he's the man. That sequence, I remember as I watched it the first time, I was the stress ball in my stuff. I was sitting on the edge of my bed watching, like, what's going to happen? It's an incredible scene. And the last great American scene in this, in this movie, 
the assassination of Santino Corleone. It's famous. It's fa- I know almost every camera shot. I know the sound effects. I hate this scene, dude. Santino gets a call from Connie. And then for no reason, they just kick him in his face when he's dead. Like, oh what the crap, God. man? It's, it's meant to be. So, Santino. So, Connie calls. And she's got no idea that this is going to happen. No, she's none. Because Carlo. Carlo puts it on her with the belt and everything, dude. And he does it for a reason. Yeah, because he was approached. He was paid to beat her to bring Santino out of hiding. Who did it? Tessio? No, it was Barzini. Oh, yeah. Dude, what does he say? Oh, that little, that little, that little drama with my sister. You don't think I'm going to see through that. Like, it's, oh, dude. dude. Oh, yeah, he calls him out on everything, dude. Like, at first time you see it, like, what's happening? What's going on? Because you, you, you don't even see it. Yeah. Like, you don't. But, oh, dude, so. Santino gets the call, and because he's a sneaking hothead, he doesn't get his bodyguards, doesn't go with the crew. In the middle of a war, he goes out in a car by himself. Who is it? Uh, is it Hagen? Somebody says, go after him. Yes, Hagen says, go after him, because you he's the Don. I know. The Don does not do that. That's why he's not a good Don. That's why I wouldn't be a good Don, dude. <laughs> I remember. We're going to get political in a second, though. We're going to get political. You're watching the debates for uh, it was Hillary versus Trump, and you call me, and you're like, dude... Like, I don't follow politics. I don't know anything. These guys, no issues, just attacks on each other. I'm like, I feel like I'm watching me and you fight. For real, dude. <laughs> and you said, Trump reminds me of watching me. I shouldn't be president. <laughs> Heck no. That's what you said. Dude. It was so funny, dude. I shouldn't be president. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were going to war with Canada. <laughs> oh, blame Canada. <laughs> But uh, no. How's she going, eh? <laughs> What's he say? He's like, this doesn't let them sucks, and no one, no one moves, dude. And then they're trying to, they're trying to pick a fight. And no one will take the bait. It's the fun. Well, Canadian bacon. Yeah. Oh no man. No one catches, the, takes the bait at all. And final guy just goes, and he doesn't say it loud. He just goes, and spear sucks. What? And they all start that scene is so funny, dude. It's is a it dumb... Candy's last movie? No, Wagon Z's was his yeah, last movie. It's a dumb movie, though. So dumb, dude. Is that a... Who is else? Is it um? Matthew Perry? It's Matthew Perry. No, Matthew Perry's Wagon Z's. That's Wagon Z's. It's, um... Is it Huey, uh... Howard... Comedian? I can't... Long black hair. Um, nervous. Richard something. Richard yeah. Lewis. Yeah, dude, that, dude. that was a good pull. That was a good pull. But Santino goes out there by himself. Stupid move. And you see the car pulling that long because there's only one way to get to toll booth where the sister lives. You gotta go across yep. that toll booth. And dude, that cop just drops his change. Whoops! And he goes down and closes the door. That's sorry, and man. And dude, the car in front of him like stalls out. And that other stinking booth, guys stand up, and they are armed to the teeth. I mean, how many 92? Tommy guns, dude. They, and they, and the guys in the car, four guys get out of the car in front of them. There's at least four guys in the booth next to them. In a car, and they wreck his, they just unload on him. He gets out of the car. He's got no chance. Dude. And they keep unloading on him. They say he had 92 squibs in his suit. Like when they filmed it, a squib is when they, the, the firework that blows up to, to the blood. Those things hurt. A squib, so they just blew James Conn apart, dude. Yeah. Probably had boots all over his body from that stinking scene. 
Dude, it's so bad. No he, digital. He's, he's on the ground and they just blast him. Like one last <laughs> shoot like three more times and they they spit on him. They kick him in his face. Dude, it is just to say we hate you. Jeez. And they drive away and then Santino's boys pull up and see he's a wreck. Horrible. And I want to go a little past this. I want to deal with the the, 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 the in Italy. Pachuca gets told about the death. Michael gets told about the death of his brother. So we had to put you in hiding. And they almost get Michael out there that same moment. And they end up killing his wife. Horrible. Now, let me say this about the Italy scene. I loved that romantic section. The way he gets to know her father. There's a scene where he's hanging out with the dad talking. He looks down the table. and She touches the necklace he gave her. Yep. Dude. So sweet. I'm a sucker for that. And she is a sweet girl. Apollonia. Who named their daughter Apollonia? Our cousin. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's not from this. What's it from? He named her Apollonia because Apollonia is the, the love interest in Purple Rain with Prince. <laughs> He's the, dude, Jaime and Rick are the biggest Prince fans I've ever met. Yes, they are. Um, but uh, she wants with the car, because the, 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 his bodyguard asks him, you driving alone? I'm driving alone. My wife's going to meet me there later. So he thinks, I don't want to kill his wife. I want to kill him only. But she was surprised and bring it, pulling his car around for him. She's teaching her how to drive. Apollonia, it kills her. And I think that last touch of humanity dies right there with her. Yeah. So he comes home. I'll get to him and the other girl because it's not beautiful or loving. It's kind no. of. He's, oh, dude, he's just a controlling. But the Don... There's a great line. He comes down, sits down next to Hagen. He's like, my wife is crying. Cars are coming and going. Why don't you tell oh, me? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you tell my, me? What I already know. What everyone, what everyone else already seems to know. Hagen goes, I didn't tell mama nothing. I was going to come tell you. I just, I was going to tell you right away. And the Godfather's like, but you needed a drink first. And Hagen tells him. And, the, and, this is, and then it doesn't say, well, you got your drink. And so he tells him. That's the saddest Sonny. scene ever. They got Sonny on the toll booth. And the Godfather feels it. He's hurt by it. There's pain. He just goes, he's so, he's a great Don. He just goes. He's an incredible Don, dude. I don't want any inquiries made. I don't want to know who did it. I don't want any acts of vengeance. I want a meeting. This war ends now. He, he puts business above the loss of his own son. His oldest son. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant. Dude, it's sad. And then sad. the Don stands up and takes Hagen's head to let him cry. Remember he lets, takes Hagen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Hagen cries. He's, he, he is so strong. He lets those around him mourn on him. He'll carry everything. And then he's like, call Bonacetta. We shall need him now. And Hagen calls him and is like, you promised you're done a favor. And now it is time. And they go there. And Bodice is waiting. Oh, the Undertaker. And, but, but yeah. they, they go there. And it's great that the camera movie brings it all the way around. Yeah, it's awesome. And then We're, he says, friend. He calls him friend. Yeah. Oh, like, hey, he got it. Dude, he gets it. And he's waiting. And he's like, I want you there to meet him. None of your people, you. Yeah. They come in. He's like, Bonacetta. He's like, they got my son. I want you to use all the skill. I don't want his monitor to see him like this. And he opens it. He goes, my boy. Dude, look what they did to my boy. Oh, And Bodicella looks at him in horror. Yeah. 
but he's got he's, he's to make this so presentable for the funeral. <coughs> and it is, it's brutal. It's, it's dude, the, number one, the only way to see this movie is on the big screen. <sighs> it came alive, dude. And you realize the relevance of all the things that are happening. Like, there's not a scene wasted. Every, no. like, Bonus is the first guy you meet in the movie. He comes around right here. It's, it's incredible. I mean, the, Santino died the way he lived. Just crazy, uh, off the cuff, dies in a blaze of glory. It's, it's real sad. And that is how Act 2 comes to an end. With the, the death of Santino, the death of Michael's wife in Italy... And the, the funeral of Santino. That's how it all comes down. Santino's no longer in charge. The Don Vito is back. Um, but Italy, dude, okay, so some great lines from this Act 2. Great lines. First, another great, what great line in the uh, Act 2 is Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. So it's a f- famous line. There's a line, I'm with you now. That, that's a great line. Yeah, that's a, that's a monumental line. Then your line. Leave the, leave the gun, bring the cannoli. Uh, in the movie, um, You've Got Mail, Tom Hanks goes, the Godfather has a line for everything. You're packing for a trip, you leave the gun, bring the cannoli. <laughs> it's really funny. That's hilarious, dude. It's really funny, dude. And there's a great line where Pacino first sees Apollonia. And just stop, and she stops, and oh, he stops, yeah. and the Italian guy goes, you got hit by the thunderbolt. And I'm like... Dude, that's something real, man. Yeah, it is. And, Love uh, at first sight, man. And then he tells him, listen, Sicily, women are more dangerous than guns. I was like, oh, Dang, shoot. Dude. And that's stinking true. I was reading Bruce Springsteen's uh, autobiography, Born to Run, and stinking Bruce hit a lot of bars. And he said, I watch it every night. You take a man, a woman, alcohol, and bring another man into that, there's going to be a fight. <laughs> Heck yeah. And dude, it's, it's, women are, it can be a dangerous, dangerous thing. So some great lines. Oh man, I, I ain't even gonna tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, dude. So. I'll tell you on the way home. Okay. How do you support Red Room Theater? It's very simple. With money. <laughs> <laughs> no. Go and leave a review on iTunes Pockets. Leave a sticking a five-star. Five-star first gear. Leave a great review. Help our podcast get in front of more people. If you love what we do, share it with your friends. Tell your friends about this. If you have buddies who love movies, if you have friends who love film, say, listen, give this podcast a try. We have no advertising budget. We have no money. We have no advertising budget. You are our voice. You tell your friends. You got mail. You tell your boys, tell your friends, your film buff buddies. Say, listen, if you like movies, it's a great they podcast. They mess up time and again, but that can open conversation. You can call them on it, and they can give you a prize on the, on the air. So leave a five-star review on iTunes, and, <laughs> and that will be awesome. If you read the review on, on, live on air, you will get free swag. We got one this week. So, don't have one this week. Sorry, mugs. So, how did this movie raise a strong raise a strike? Now, here's the deal. We were, grew up in Flint, Michigan. And all our male role models were not emotionally healthy people. Am I lying? What? If you're lying, you're flying, fool. We grew up around people who lost their temper all the time. 
Over nothing. Dude, smallest, stupidest crap. Man. And even though we were kids and we hated it, we learned it. It was ingrained. How, how bad's your temper, brother? What? I remember the first Ride with me. <laughs> Ride with me in my big rig one day. I remember the first time you lost your temper, dude. First time, yeah, right. No, the first time the world ever saw it. Crary Middle, Crary Middle School, because you were bullied for a long time. Please, dude. And you finally were like, enough. Dude, you I lost wrecked, it way before that. You wrecked that kid's life, dude. Which one, dude? Middle school was bad for me. Middle school in the locker room. Yeah, that was horrible. You, you exploded on that kid. I remember mom in the meeting, dude, at the principal's office. What, what, what was it bad? She's just shaking her head looking at me like, you dummy. <laughs> but, dude, they were bullying the crap out of you. There's a, everybody's got a point in their life where they snap, dude. And that was yours. Um, I got a temper on me, dude. It's explosive. It is. I can literally see red and be gone, dude. Now, in modern movies I love, losing your temper is always awesome. Wolverine loses his temper, it's awesome. Losing your temper in movies a lot of times is cool. Like, scream and, and, and yell at someone, it's awesome. This movie, you see that losing your temper can bite you in the stinking It'll get you butt. killed, man. Santino loses his, te- loses his cool, it gets him stinking killed. And I don't know why, because you said he's your boy. He's my boy, dude. Because he's just, he's passionate. Look what they did to my boy. Oh, dude. He's passionate. He's, he's, he flexes. And, and, and it gets him stinking killed. And it's one of the only movies in my young life I watched that I was like, I don't. I'm a lot better now than I was. Oh, heck, dude, I don't know. I think age helps calm you down, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because when you're young, you got a lot to prove to everybody. Piss and vinegar, dude. Legit. I mean, you've probably fought some guys for some small crap, haven't you? Dude, I mean, alcohol was definitely a factor. <laughs> but I, I, remember, I remember times when, when uh, it, it was just somebody that recognized me and was just saying hi. And I'm like, who the heck's that fool talking to? What? <laughs> like, just Holy drunk cow. and stupor, dude. It's the whiskey. That's why I drink bourbon now, dude. Whiskey shots, man, forget that. Has anger ever blown up in your face and made, made, made your life awful? Heck yeah, fool. Tell the story, dude, about the hand and the leg in a row, dude. Heck no, dude. <laughs> I tell them two stories, fool. <laughs> Ain't nothing to do with this. Well, just lose your temper. can blow up in your... That's drugs and alcohol, fool. Okay. That's what that is. Okay, it's me being I'll, stupid. I won't say nothing about it then. I'll say nothing about it. Okay. Man. I was a substitute teacher, dude, and I had a kid get mad in class, and he punched his desk to show, like, like stupid, and he just pounds his desk, breaks his stinking hand. On your watch? On my watch. And I'm like, you're so stupid. Who's that? You punched a desk. Who's it going to hurt? Who's it going to hurt? Like, you, you show me how tough you are. You just broke your stinking hand. Got a boxer break, broke two bones in your hand. Too bad I had a roommate, when, and he, his temper was so bad. When he was young, he was playing for croquet. He got all pissed off, and he broke his foot. <laughs> he tried to hit the stinking body in his foot. With the stinking mallet? <laughs> With the oh. croquet mallet, dude. <laughs> Stupid, dude. But, dude, I, I have burned my own life. Oh, man, boxer my temp- breaks are the worst. Dude, losing my temper, I have made my – I was – I remember one time. 
I, uh, I, I buy computers and I, re, I, I refurbish them, fix them, sell them off. I don't like give them away to friends that need computers. But this one computer, good machine, had this plastic clam shell on it, like protect it, you know, like a cl clip-on blue, and I couldn't get the shell off it. I just couldn't get it out of You smashed it, didn't you? And I'm trying to know, I'm like, screwdrivers out on the kitchen table, Angie's pregnant with one of her kids. I'm just like trying to figure it out, you know, open it up. It ain't coming off. I just spent 400 bucks on the machine, gonna sell it for 600 bucks to make some money. I I'm getting upset, I'm getting annoyed, and before I know it, I grabbed the machine, and I'm like, I, try to just, I just grabbed the machine, I'm like, I'm gonna fit this, 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 this shell off it, I don't care, and I just start ripping, I ripped the screen in half of that second computer. Angie's just staring at me, watching the machine break in my hands, and I'm pulling, trying to force this thing off, dude. It was unbelievable. The worst is when somebody witnesses it. It's because you're a little you kid. You feel so dumb. You're just like a big-ass kid throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> never, 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 never. <laughs> Been there, man. Dude, it cost me It cost me money. $400. I got mad once and blew up a car engine. You dumb, eh? What'd you do? Smashing the gas? Smashing the gears. It's it a manager's mission. I wanted to show I was angry. So I, I was throwing those gears out hard to show my Who'd wife. What do you want to show? My wife. What an idiot. I want to show I was mad at her. Dude, over, that's the one person over you don't. Nothing. That's the one person you don't want to show. You know why I was so mad? She forgot my trunks. How's that her job? She forgot your chonies. But my trunks to go swimming with. And I went, I, I, it, was, it, was five minutes, I, I, it was five minutes back home. Five minutes. But I was annoyed because I was in a hurry. Were you married? I was married. So I'm slamming the Were gears. Were you in the Honda? I was in the little Honda. The Toyota, you, the Toyota. You wrecked it. hatchback. That? I burned that transmission out. I was just throwing it like, and dude, I sink and burned the transmission out, and it just stopped going in the middle of the road. <laughs> and you don't even have to say nothing. I mean, no, I no, said, she doesn't even have to say I'm anything. I'm sitting there, like, looking down, like, I'm so freaking stupid. And the thing is, too, who are you impressing? You know what I'm saying? Nobody, man. Like, I wish I could go back in time and tell every stinking person that was with mom, you're so stupid. Like, you're so dumb. And calmly tell them, like, look how dumb you are. You idiot. Who's this for? Which, 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 there's no cameras here. No one's watching. Yeah, a bunch of scared kids and a scared uh, woman. You feel awesome, don't you? You're a big I, man. That's why when me and Jesus got in that brawl, and I closed his eye with that right hand, and he just looks at me and he goes, feel good about yourself, man? You feel, you feel real tough now, beating up on your little brother? I'm like, damn, you got me, dude. I ain't going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Santino's a picture of how anger. He is every man. He is every man. He is. But he, like, acts out every frustration. Let's it fly. Every want, there's a woman he wants, he just goes and he just, whatever he wants, he does. Whoever he wants to kill, kills. He's, he's, Doesn't think about consequences? No, not at all. I love him because I relate to him, dude. There's I can a, relate. There's a reason why my dumb ass is 35, single as a mug, dude. Huh? <laughs> Except for losing my temper, I just ghost. <laughs> so how did this movie raise us wrong? That wasn't wrong. <laughs> That's no, not what we've been talking us, about. It showed us not to be that oh, guy. Oh, I thought I was that guy. I thought we were both that guy, dude. But at least I know it's not good. Now. I knew then. 
It's just uh, the dude. The anger. We I tell people raised. You raised in the streets of Flint. You raised fighting your whole life. Well, problem is you hate being home so bad. You go out looking for fights. It's. Oh, anyways, raised us wrong. It's a perverse view of loyalty. It's a willingness. You know, you know, I'm too immature to have that in any of our stuff. It's, dude. Michael kills two people. Michael is a war hero. Michael has a girl who loves him, and he throws it all away for his dad who needs him. And what's crazy is you watch it, you're like, heck yes, Michael. You watch, you think he's the man. You think he's, he's, he's the guy. Too bad we're so in with him, dude. It, get, they, hey, they, they got to be gotten. And you're the only thing to get him. Dang. He puts him down, and you're like, he had to. Too bad. How about when they tell the dad... Michael's the one that killed them. And he's like, get out of my room. It's <laughs> so like, sad. Dude. He just waves his hand like, get yeah, out of get here. Get the F out. You let them do this. You let my son. He tells him, he tells him later, I always thought you'd be different than this life. You'd be Senator Corleone. President Corleone. Dude, it. Rowdy. Rowdy Piper, dude. Dude, they're. I'm always afraid that someday family could pull me into something crazy. Like, I remember our youngest brother, dude, I, I adopted him when he was young. He had just robbed a drug dealer. <laughs> and I remember I'm like, this could bring violence into my home. And if it does, I have to face it. And I have to go crazy in order to do it. And I'm scared of that happening. Or sometimes something, because the thing is, even though it's crazy, it's not mine to carry. I might be in it just because it's blood. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, I know. You know. I know. Who's the one he calls more than you? <laughs> it's just, it's like. Yeah, the craziest part is I've got a list of people to call. That's the scariest part. That is the scariest part. Um, family loyalty, whether it be cousins, uncles, Mom, the, pro the problem with being Mexican, dude, that cousins are nev never, never ending cousins. It's if 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 I was at a family reunion, even our cousin was stupid and started it, and a brawl started, we have his it's back. Like, it's like Richie and Bob, dude. <sighs> exact. It's hard because. And the craziest part is, I don't care if it's it's been twenty years. We grew up so close to our family. Also, I could see a cousin in Texas that I ain't seen in 20 years. I'm just like, oh, my goodness, how are you doing? Catch up. It's just family, family, dude. Mom tells us all the time, too, blood's thicker than water. You do anything all, for blood. And that's in me deep. It's in it me is, so dude. deep. Um, but, Michael, you see him go all in for family and burn his life down for them. It's just crazy to watch. And I watch this, and there's that feeling like, what won't I do for my family? Not much. It's crazy. Not, dude, you've done a lot. Your poor wife, dude. Like, if someone hurts one of my kids. <sighs> Don't even ever say that, dude. I will go to prison on some stupid stuff. It rises up so fast. What? Dude. Someone I was mean to my wife once, dude. I lived in Fenton. <gasps> and, dude, I wanted to burn their store down. Like, someone treated my wife rudely, badly. Like, she came out of a place crying. What? Just was. Did you go in there? I couldn't. I'm telling you, I, I, the rage, like I wanted to 
burn. You would have. They would have called the cops if you went in there. Oh, the way I look, it would have called the cops right away. I raised my voice a little bit. I was gonna be afraid. They'd tase you, dude. Look <laughs> up! <laughs> 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 and, and dude, I—I I, I mean, it's—it's it's crazy how fast that dude, thing turns. It, I'm telling you, you can't even talk about the, like your kids and stuff like that. But what? But I'll be down a teacher. Bye. <sighs> so that's the Godfather Act Two. That's what we do. Speaking of Act Two, I can't wait to get home and make some microwave popcorn. Bye. Oh dang! So you can follow us on Twitter at Red Room Theater. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Red Room Theater. You can follow us individually at at Ernesto Alanese or Tony, what's your Twitter handle? I don't know, man. What is it? At ChicoLove24. What? When did that happen? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and next week we finish off Three Weeks of the Godfather. Next week is Act 3, from the death of Santino to the ascension of Don Michael. Talk about an incredible closing scene, dude. It's that, dude. This last hour of the film is maybe my favorite hour of the whole movie. It, it's hard to know. It, dude. The whole movie's so good. I didn't know it's so incredible, dude. So, next it's week. It's a masterpiece. Godfather Act 3. As always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. Who are you? I am Enzo, the baker. Do you remember me? Enzo. Yes, Enzo. You better get out of here, Enzo. There's going to be trouble. If there is trouble, I stand here to help you, for your father, for your father. All right, listen, wait for me outside in front of the hospital, all right? I'll be out in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Get rid of these. Come here. Put your hand in your pocket like you have a gun. You'll be all right. Good.